<laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. Quick, come on! They just came on now. Let's try to get closer to the stage. Sorry. Excuse me. You want to go on my shoulders? Yeah, that'd be unreal. Thanks. Wow. Three celebrates connections made by music this summer. Find out more at 3.ae forward slash music. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 39 of Dumb All Over, recording from the second worst state in the country, Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we are always under the influence of craft beer. On today's episode, we will talk about the weekly Trump news bullshit. We're going to introduce a new segment, answer your questions on Twitter, and then we have a very special interview with a man named Jules Mermelstein, who is running for... Pennsylvania Superior Court. As always, <laughs> I am Tom, and I am joined by the one and only chief editor in this you, place. You almost said chief editor in chief. <laughs> Austin! Oh, Tom. I don't know what oh. I'm going to do with you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, how are things this week? Good, Austin. How That's about yourself? Good. Uh Okay, good. Some interesting experiences, but we'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. Um, we got to actually <laughs> very, get very compelling. I, I know, <laughs> but listen, we got to get rolling because we want to introduce a new segment, and uh, we also want to leave enough time so we can have our interview with Jules Mermel Stein. All right. <laughs> who is? Um, a Green Party candidate running for the Pennsylvania Superior Court. Mm -hmm. He's the very first uh, candidate in the Green Party to be endorsed by the largest Pennsylvania union, which is one of the teaching unions. We'll talk about all of that later on. And the first in the Green Party we've had on the show. Yes, absolutely. And, and the first judge. And the first judge. Yeah. So it's a lot of firsts today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're very excited. Yeah. But, of course, we have to start off. Now that we've gotten through the fluff. <laughs> right. Let's get to the hard-hitting yes. journalism. <laughs> yes. Now, we, yeah, the hard-hitting journalism. Our first beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's from an unknown company. I believe they are German. Um, it's uh, Weyerbacher. Yeah. <laughs> This is their Reserva, yeah. Uh, 2016. It's American Wild Ale with raspberry puree added and aged in oak barrels. So I'm going to give a um, just a quick disclaimer. Unless I can scrounge something up, this episode we probably won't have a pumpkin beer. <gasps> I know. 
And it's okay because we will be back to having so many next week. <laughs> it will make your head spin. <laughs> You're going to get so sick of the good beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Is this true? That your head will spin. Is this true? Yeah, we're going to have pumpkin beer next week. It's definitely true. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. So let's get started. All right. Um, we're going to just uh, talk about two issues or two. Wait, we can't get started. We didn't drink the beer yet. Wow, I'm and off you today. You are forgetting the most important part, Tom. I am off today. So here we are. Here's some Reserva. It's a weird day. Cheers. Well, yours is a different color than mine. Mm. <laughs> That's weird. We're drinking the same beer, right? Okay, so this is fucking sour. <laughs> <laughs> I love this beer so much. It is much. like stuck in a lemon. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I like sucking lemons, I guess. Yeah. This is addicting. <laughs> the, the <laughs> See how I just let that joke go? I am the perfect gentleman. You're not letting it go, though. <laughs> By saying that, you're not letting it go. I know. And that um, in itself is the joke. I'm not sure why mine is super cloudy. I'm a little concerned. All right. This is what I was trying to explain to you before oh, we I started got, recording. I got the bottom barrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it tastes fine. It's just that, fucking Because here's the thing. In the 750 milliliter bottles, which is what we got of Reserva, right. a lot of times the beers are unfiltered. So you have the sediment in them from the process of making it. And on the bottom, you get the like the most extreme characteristics of that beer. I, I just got it. <laughs> and that's why I asked you. I said, if that's too much, I'll take it because... <sighs> no, we're fine. Okay. Um, I'm the, but I now I you. understand because right. because you can see how dark it is at the yeah, bottom yeah. there. Yeah. Oof, okay. Because that's, uh, that's for the people who love it and are like, give me like, you yeah, know... Yeah, no, I love it. The regular plus one. <laughs> I do love it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually really good. Yeah. It's just sour. So if you don't like sour, do not get this, honestly. This no. is like 10%, I think this is. Okay. Yeah, yeah I couldn't see it on the bottle. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's it's one of their most expensive ones too. Oh, is it really? Yeah, twenty bucks for that. Wow. Milliliter. <laughs> All right. So, um, let us begin with today's brief but important Trump report. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. I'm just glad you didn't say let's start with Trump's briefs. <laughs> no, no one wants that. No. <laughs> so, Austin, today's Tuesday. Yeah. As almost every one of these podcasts that are recorded are on. Almost. Yeah. Um, so, to us, this is new news. New news. Uh, by Friday, this will probably be old news. But it's important news nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Our first story in the Trump report is going to be another travel ban block. Oh, poor Trump. And this is the worst part about this one, Austin. Well, the best part about this one for us, worst for Trump, is number one, it's coming from what state? I have no idea what state does it come from. Well, how, what, which one has it come from in the past? Oh, the fake state of Hawaii. The fake state of Hawaii. Yeah. It's coming from Hawaii again. Oh, boy. Not only that, but it's supposed to be enacted tomorrow. Really? Wednesday. Yeah. Huh. So it got blocked one day before. <laughs> So, I'm on the Washington Post. Fake news. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit from it, and then we're going to, like I said, we're going to try to keep this a little bit brief, or briefer? No, that's not a word. Briefly. (laughs) We're going to keep this briefly. Yes. Okay. Brevity. A federal judge on Tuesday largely blocked the Trump administration from implementing, I just bit my tongue, 
the latest version of the president's controversial travel ban, setting up yet another legal showdown on the extent of the executive branch's power when it comes to setting immigration policy. The decision from U.S. District Judge Derek K. Watson in Hawaii is sure to be appealed, but for now, it means that the administration cannot restrict the entry of travelers from six of the eight countries that officials said were unable or willing to provide information that the United States wanted to vet the country's citizens. Mm. The article goes on. You can check it out on WashingtonPost.com. The article is entitled Federal Judge. Oh, I'm sorry. Where, where was Trump's that from? Washington Post. Oh, fake news, right? Fake news, yeah. Fake but you news. can still check it out. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, the title <laughs> of the article is Federal Judges Blocks, blocks Trump's third travel ban if you want to read the rest of the article okay so good news fascinating stuff but we'll see where that goes yeah uh, it's just gonna be more whining about how judges are terrible and all that. boy the state of hawaii really has stuck it to trump they really have <laughs> yeah uh it's all it's been a handful of people in this administration hawaii um uh, uh, uh susan collins from maine john yeah. mccain from arizona here's a question do you think if trump could like trade puerto rico for hawaii that if he would <laughs> Like, like, make them the territory that before, the courts can't have. Before, or after the hurricane, situation. I think maybe even after. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> because that will. That's that's, that's true. That they're um, Puerto Rico would probably hates him more than anybody right now. Yeah, and then the the uh, federal government's responsibility would be amplified even more if they were a state. Plus, I'm not sure if he hates Asians or Hispanics more. But well, he's not building a wall around China. <laughs> right. That was exactly what I was going to yeah. say. So I feel they like... They already have a wall. <laughs> and I know a large part of Hawaii is Asian yeah. or I, I, um, island populace. Yeah. You know, I think he'll stick with Hawaii even yeah. if they are sticking it to him. Yeah. But... I think his problem is he honestly doesn't believe they're part of the U.S. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, it's just like the uh, the wonderful, I spoke to the president of the Virgin Isles. <laughs> yeah. I spoke to the emperor of Hawaii, and he assures me that the courts don't matter here in America. <laughs> Fucking Donald Trump is the stupidest human being in the world. When he said he met with the president of the Virgin Islands, I don't. I really firmly believe he thought he did. When he meant governor, he oh, yeah. is the fucking president of the Virgin Isle, uh, <laughs> Islands. I've met him. He's a terrific guy. <laughs> maybe you think he was talking about himself in third person? It makes me wonder. Like maybe he was looking in the mirror. And he's like, if "Congratulations, anybody, president." <laughs> if anybody deserves to be president of something called the Virgin Islands, it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He has like seventeen kids. I know. I'm saying deserves, not. Oh, oh, is, I got you. Yeah, yeah I no. got you. Um, we'll move on from that. There'll be more to come. In the in, in the upcoming week or so, so yeah. we'll maybe we'll be able to cover it a little bit more next week. Um, the next story and the last story—it's a very short Trump report today. Yeah, is we got shit to do. <laughs> yes, we do. Is a, a bipartisan healthcare deal that was struck today, um, <laughs> which which was much different than the bisexual healthcare bill, <laughs> which so, was struck on Grinder last Aust- night. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> so Austin. Oh yes, Austin's going to. Um, Explain to us what happened, uh, because this is important news. But the important, the really important part, I think, at least, at least going into this article, yep. is that he made a deal with Republicans and Democrats, yeah. proving once again that he cannot win with just Republicans. True. So, this, as Tom pointed out before, is from the fake news site, the Washington Post. Two Washington Posts. Uh, oh God. Democracy. Oh no. Democracy dies in darkness, Tom. Oh, no. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just make the brightness on the screen better. There we go. Oh, no. 
<laughs> All right. So this article is called Key Senators Reach Bipartisan Healthcare Subsidy Deal, and Trump expresses support. And I'm going to editorialize and say, or something. <laughs> that was the whole title? That was the whole title. I feel like Washington Post should work on that part. Get the titles. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the article. Like, like click, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like clickbaited a little bit more. Yeah. Like you won't believe what deal they struck. That'll make me click it. Yeah. When you like, all I have to do is read the article title, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I know what happened. That's not good. Yeah. Okay. So the article starts out: a pair of leading Republican and Democratic senators reached an agreement Tuesday to fund key federal health care subsidies that President Trump ended last week. Important to note. These would have been funded already had Trump just not done anything. True. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point, Austin. Okay. Back to the article. Okay. And the president expressed support for the plan. Of course. Which is weird, but okay. Yeah. Because I can never guess what he's going to do, except for be a racist. I I I, I honestly believe... Go ahead. Finish and I'll I'll give you my opinion. All right. So it continues. But it was unclear whether Senate GOP leaders would embrace the proposal... And that is leaving its long-term prospects in doubt. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So even when uh, like a giant spoiled jar of marmalade, who we call the president, agrees <laughs> with it, <laughs> the GOP can't pull their hearts out of the uh, freezers fast enough of course. to revive them to make them real people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That was poetic. That was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you. Inspiring. All right. So the compromise from... <laughs> Senators Lamar Alexander, who's a Republican from Tennessee. Yes, he is. And Patty Murray. Never Democrat heard of her. from Washington. Have I heard of her? I don't know. I'm not sure if I've heard of her or not. But okay. Anyway. Oh, I wonder, was she the uh, supposed debate partner with Bernie Sanders on that healthcare town hall thing they did? Oh, I don't know. With, with Lindsey Graham? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. My hero. I'll have to get back to everybody on that one. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. All right. We're prepared. Yes. So the compromise would provide states with greater flexibility under the Affordable Care Act in exchange for authorizing cost-sharing reduction payments known as CSRs for two years. CSR is my next cover band. Um, can that can that be as easy as the CCR cover band? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> These payments help offset deductibles and other out-of-pocket costs for low-income consumers who obtain insurance under the ACA. Okay. Um, Trump goes on to say, Yes, we have been involved and this is a short-term deal because we think ultimate timely block grants Going to the states is going to be good answer. Your Trump started becoming Bernie in the middle of that. I know. <laughs> it was because I started adding words, because I don't think this is an actual quote, because he's never said anything this coherent. It could be written down. Yeah. And you don't know how long it took him to say that sentence. He could have paused. That's between, true. Yeah. So you don't know. And the millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it. That was blatantly yeah, it was. Hillary yes, Clinton. Yes. I mean, uh, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So... um. Uh, that's what Trump said, referring to a Republican push to block mm-hmm. uh, grant health care funding individually to states, which block grants, if anybody's curious, are a terrible, terrible idea. Okay. So um, we'll do another episode why they're a terrible idea. We can't get into it right now, but I'll just tell you they're a terrible idea. And if you're interested in really, really boring specifics. Google it. Well, actually, the majority report covers it a lot. Okay. Or majority report. Yeah. But just Google it. Google majority report. <laughs> See, we've compromised. Yeah, we t- <laughs> it's in the air this week. That's not bipartisan, though. Let's <laughs> buy something. All right. 
Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so much for the short segment. Yeah. So Trump's comments come just days after he moved to end CSR payments and punt the Is issue that the to other Congress. NCR? No. <laughs> he punted the issue. I'm used to watching punting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to the Jet fan. Yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Republican leaders did not immediately endorse the Alexander what? Murray framework. No kidding. Alexander Murray. That's actually a cool name. It's like a porn star name. Oh, okay. <laughs> not what <laughs> I was like, thinking. A porn star or a founding father, it seems like. <laughs> or <laughs> that's the name of the porno. Founding <laughs> father. Founding daddy. <laughs> Fucking fathers. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. So, anyway, this this You got whole... naming my new hashtag? I'll do, like, uh, that's the name of my new porn movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, but anyway, the point of this article is that there is a bipartisan deal, and the Republicans can't figure out whether that kills enough people or not, if they're going to support it. So Yeah. Uh, here's my opinion. On that matter, uh-huh. I think that Trump has no idea what the fuck is going on. However, I'm sorry, that's nobody's opinion. That's a stated fact. <laughs> However, um, oh, it's wrong. just like exactly it's just <laughs> yeah. like this Obama thing, where everything Obama did, he just wants to get rid of. He probably liked parts of Obamacare. He probably liked Obamacare. F- I bet you he loves Obamacare. Yeah. But because it's I love Obamacare, the part where you only pay twelve dollars a month, <laughs> right, for healthcare, right? Wait, wait nobody pays that. That's <laughs> what I pay. That's what an abortion cost now. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Um, but now that he doesn't have the Obama tag attached to it, it's yeah. now like a Trump edition. Yeah. Even though it's likely going to be similar, if not the same fucking thing. Well, like most things that end up being the Trump edition, it's just a worse version of the thing it was before plated in gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to argue with yeah. That's why nobody liked the water, because you can't drink gold. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, Like I said... Brief Trump report. Yep. We're going to uh, wind it down now. And yep. when we come back, we're going to have a new segment. We're going to uh, work on it during the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to fine tune it. Yep. Uh, and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll give that a go. All right. Sounds good. To try something never worked. Never was to drive. Did you know 20% of office mugs contain fecal matter? <sighs> what office do you work in? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. uh, the reason is, like many other germs we cannot see, feces get spread around a lot more than we would like to believe. Think about it. Yes, I'd like to believe that it just doesn't how, happen at all. Just how clean that break room is <laughs> at work where you wash your mug out each morning. Bingo. Brown in your brew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ew. That's, that's disgusting. Um, hey, Austin. <sighs> I don't know if I want to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Shouldn't have played that music. <laughs> it was lounge jazz. So. I'm going to shit in your coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> New cover band. <laughs> yes. I don't um, even know what it is. <laughs> too long. That's a too long for a cover band. Uh, we got could, a, could be the name of your new porno. <laughs> it could shit in my coffee mug. No, I'm good. Um, one guy, one mug. <laughs> we got a new beer. It's uh, another German company. 
Weyerbacher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's pronounced Weyerbacher. Oh shit, my yeah. bad. I'm not. I'm not foreign. Um, has a long title too. It is there. Yeah, it's <laughs> pronounced Tinny. Tinai. I think it's a long eye. Tiny. 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 It's called tiny. Oh, oh, tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny Belgian style imperial stout, eleven point eight percent ABV. We've had this before. We're just going through the refrigerator at this point. Yes, yes. It's uh, been a weird cheers. week. It has been. Cheers to you and your fecal matter. I had this for dinner. Yeah. Austin cooked an amazing Spanish dinner today for I did. his family, and I intruded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just sat down, and food appeared in my face. And ready, ready to go. Austin, are you ready for a new segment? I think I am. The new segment is called How Corrupt Is It? I'm talking about a corrupt system. Like and it. today we are going to be focusing on, well, New York. Yes. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about New York's voting laws, and then we're going to have a specific case. Yes. A case that if you are a fan of the show, you might be partially familiar with. We'll yes. get into that in a little bit. Yep. So to start, Austin, I'm going to read you uh, a little bit from an article. Bear with me because uh, you know my reading skills. I love story time. Uh, yes, story time <laughs> from Mother Jones. Story time! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we should have named that thing. Uh, well, it's not. It's how corrupt is it? So, you ready for this? Yeah. This is from Mother Jones. The article title is New York has voting laws that are just as bad as many red states. Oh, that's not a good start. It's a provocative title, that's yeah. for sure. So, New York is a very democratic state with a decidedly undemocratic set of voting laws. Mm. Unlike Oregon, you cannot vote by mail. Unlike California, you can't register on election day. Um, I want to skip this part because it says who's involved. Uh, some people were unable to vote last April after being caught up in a voter purge that removed 220,000 voters from the rolls in New York City alone. Yeah, I heard about that. That was insane. It was. Yeah. I remember hearing that too. Uh, in some cases, the Queen's Board of Elections relied on Ancestry.com to determine whether or not a voter on its list was deceased. The place with that terrible ad. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the only place that has a terrible ad. Prom uh, yeah, but that uh, was a lot of them, and they were on YouTube. Prompting a lawsuit against the city by Eric Schinderman, uh, the state's... <laughs> Schinderman. Schneiderman. <laughs> The state's Schinderman. Schinderman. Oh, Schinderman, my new cover band. Uh, the state's attorney general. <laughs> the reasons for New York's voting laws. <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie villain. <laughs> Beware the Schinderman. <laughs> That's like a ripoff of Slenderman. Yeah. Um, like it's a Slenderman in Scotland. <laughs> the Schinderman. <laughs> Don't you mean the slint? Shh, we don't want to get sued. It's, it's definitely Schneiderman. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> the reasons for New York's voting laws are different than the racially targeted statutes and purges in places like Texas or Wisconsin. But the effect on the democratic process is nonetheless disruptive. At the time of its election last April, New York had the second lowest turnout of any state primary in the United States last year, behind only Louisiana. Oh. And nothing seems to have changed. In September's Democratic municipal elections in New York City, that's this September, by the way, the turnout was fucking 14%. 
Fourteen percent. Fourteen percent turnout Holy for this September's uh, municipal elections. Wow. Yeah. Um, when Sanders supporters, that's Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh, good. I'm glad it wasn't old cross-eyed Sarah. 100%. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> complained about New York's voter registration law during the primary. Longtime Democrats, whose patience with the candidate's insurgency was already wearing thin, had little sympathy for voters who had forsaken their party to begin with. It is understandable that Democrats believe that Democratic candidates should be chosen by Democrats, as in the case in other states with considerably less restrictive re-registration deadlines. But that's not what the New York system is designed to do. Instead, it tends to squeeze Democrats out. Sometimes even the children of candidates miss the cut, which I found extremely interesting because Eric and Ivanka Trump were unable to vote for their father in last year's primary because they neglected to re-register as Republicans in time. Which says two things. One, what were they? Yeah. And then two, (laughs) you're just as dumb as your dad. Like, you should pay... If your dad's running for president, you should probably pay attention to that. I think the day... He announced would be the day that I was like, make sure I'm registered to vote. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, when he when he comes down the escalator, <laughs> right. But well, no, it says re-register as Republican, so I assume that's oh, what they were. Right. Well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, I got a little bit more to read. Okay. Uh, since last year's primary, there have been efforts to change this. Last spring, a group of state legislators introduced legislation that would have moved up the deadline to change party registration before a primary while still keeping the primary close to the people who didn't agree to join the party. Um, It goes on about Bill de Blasio. That's not important. But the legislation went nowhere in Albany. Uh, Incumbent legislators, who uh, most of whom were in safely Democratic or Republican districts, have little incentive to shake up the way their elections were waged. It would be like asking them to to cut their own pay. Ironically, restrictions on party loyalties do not apply as strictly to the candidates themselves. Although Democrats dominate New York politics, Republicans currently control the state Senate because eight Democratic senators, mostly from New York City, broke with their party to form a separate power sharing agreement. The fact that Republicans can run and win in city primaries, but the fact that Democrats can't vote for them. Um, It also mentions later on in the article that one third, one third of the Democratic politicians who are in New York's uh, Congress were not even elected. Holy fuck, one-third. Yeah, one-third were not elected. Of elected representatives were not elected. Right. So How is that possible? Party leaders can skip primaries and special elections in New York. Oh, of course. And as a result, they can pick candidates themselves due to, appoint, to, due to this appointment loophole that New York's law has. <laughs> and as a result of that, they literally can pick any person they want. One-third of New York state politicians are selected this way. Holy fuck. And one of them is a man named Joe Crowley. Mm. Austin, who's Joe Crowley? Well, that name may or may not sound familiar to our listeners. He was discussed once on our podcast before. But um, I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. So let's start out with who this Joe Crowley is. So he is the representative from the 14th District of New York. He's been there for since '99. Okay, is when he was um, appointed. And appointed. This, yeah, interesting. Ooh, point, yes. well, that sounds like something I just yes. read. So, Thomas J. Manchin, which is a funny name. That is a little yeah. bit funny name. Uh, decided to retire from Congress in '99. Okay, but having already filed 
and circulate a petition for re-election, nobody else knew he was going to retire. Really? Yes. Really? So, he withdrew on the last day. It was legally possible to do so. And after the dates for um, elections had passed, Mm -hmm. and because he did that, he arranged for our good buddy, Joe Crowley, to replace him. How about that? Yes, this guy was his chosen successor. Crowley wasn't even aware of this until Manton phoned him to tell him his name was going to be the one what? in the general ballot. Yes, I didn't know that part. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, he was technically mm-hmm. elected okay. because his name was put on the ballot. Right. But it is a... It is one of the safest Democratic districts in the country. So you're guaranteed the spot, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, can you do me a favor? Go down to uh, Crowley's experience uh-huh. leading up to this moment. Okay. So here is his uh, kind of life before being an appointed politician. <laughs> it's just a crazy thing. It seems to only happen in New York. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So apparently... Um, his uncle was a politician, his paternal uncle. Uh, he attended private college and Catholic schools. Okay. And he grew, oh, he graduated from Queens College, so he, he, um, attended private school before college. Okay. He, uh, graduated with a degree in political science. Okay. And he worked briefly as a legislative aide. Okay. Yes. He was a member of the New York State Assembly from 87 to 98. Okay. Sitting in the 187th, 188th, 189th, 190th, 191st, and 192nd New York State legislators. Um, because he's Irish, he quickly became involved in Irish politics throughout New York. Oh, and Crowley he, is Irish? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. <clears throat> and he served in the assembly, obviously, until 98. That was his entire experience. That's it? That's it. And what was the gentleman that uh, re- that retired at ni- in ninety nine? Thomas J. Manton. Manton. Yep. So Manton decided that this was enough to replace him. Yep. So here's the thing: he was uh, also involved in uh, private Catholic schools, and basically, it sounds to me like he ran in the same circles. Oh, as Crowley, Crowley and Manton. Yeah. Okay, I got you. And so, so they were they were buddies, is what yep. you're saying. Okay. So before Manton entered politics, right. he was a police officer from '55 to '60. Okay. In New York, uh, he was a marketing executive for IBM. So this is the kind of di- guy we're dealing with here. Okay. Yeah. Um, in '64, he began to practice law privately. Mm-hmm. Then he joined the law firm of Manton, Sweeney, Gallo, Reich, and Bulls. Oh, that's a lot of people. Oh, guess when he joined that law firm. One. 1999. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Interesting. And he practiced uh, law under the name until his retirement. Now, go on and let's let's learn a little bit more about Joe Crowley before we explain <clears throat> his importance in New York right now. Uh, what are some of his views on some on certain issues? Oh, okay. So let's take a look at what he thinks about stuff. So let's see, because he is a registered Democrat, correct? Yep. So let's see how democratic he is. Okay, so on abortion rights. Um, at one time, he was on both sides of the debate, and that's a good start. Oh, so he sees a little bit from each side, okay. Mm, I don't think he sees a little bit. I think he doesn't care. Right. It would be my guess. Okay. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Um, in 99, he received a rating of 52 from the National Abortion and Productive Rights Action League. 52. Yep. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So that's and Pro-Choice America and a 53% from the National Right to Life Committee. So he got a 53% grade from the uh, pro-life people. And a 52% from, from the, the pro-choice. Yeah. <laughs> so shit on both ends. Yeah. But more from the pro-life. That's also a little interesting. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, since 2005, he has received better ratings. So now he gets 100% from, from the abortion rights people and 0% from the National Right to Life Committee. Okay, so he's changed up a little bit. A little bit. <clears throat> but it wouldn't shock me if a lot of... if, if a, There's another aspect to this that will come to play, and I think it affects the way that he's graded. Okay. But we'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Uh, in 2011, he opposed a bill which would have banned taxpayer funding for abortions. And in 2010 election, he was endorsed by Planned Parenthood. So it seems like he got better on that issue. Okay. But there's also another... But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so here's here's some interesting parts. So on the economy and budgetary issues, he holds a view that reducing barriers to investment, creating opportunities for small business, and providing equitable working conditions for all Americans can and should be part of our national economic policy. So what does that sound like to you? Hmm. So let me read it again. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um. Reducing barriers to investment, creating opportunities for small business, providing equitable working conditions for all Americans uh, should be part of the national ec- economic policy. I, I don't know. <clears throat> who, are you, who are you going at? Well, it's just interesting because it sounds like lawyer speak, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you – if you, any, any kind of speak that makes you have to sit back and like, wait. Yeah. What? But here's – let's break it down a little bit. So okay. Reduce barriers to investment. That is carefully worded because it could mean reduce barriers for people who wouldn't have been able to invest before. Okay. Or, and I think the more likely scenario, reduce regulation Mm. that has prevented his donors from being able to make money. Okay. Okay. So that seems to be... To be the uh, the more accurate reading of that. Create opportunity for small business. That's politics speak. Yeah, Every politician abs- says that. Absolutely. Never happens. No. I, I'm pretty sure on both sides. Because you know what the, the biggest opportunity for small business would be? Universal health care. That's true. Yep. They don't have to pay. They can, uh, well, they'll get insurance. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, no, because they could hire people and they wouldn't have to compete well, with yeah. the healthcare plans of giant corporations. Right, exactly. So they could hire people with better talent because, you know, we're on an even playing field with exactly. healthcare. Yeah. So benefit cuz benefits are a huge deal when you're looking for a job. Uh that's part of the reason why I'm currently in the job I'm at exactly. because they offered me really good benefits. Yeah. So uh providing equitable working conditions for all Americans. Notice how general that is. Oh yeah. And and again, very politically spoken. Yeah, yeah. He has supported federal spending as a way to increase economic growth. Okay. okay that's interesting. Okay. He endorsed the uh, Financial Asset Purchase Authority and Tax Law Amendment, which uh, established the Troubled Assets Relief Program, TARP. Okay. And it allowed the Secretary of Treasury to buy assets from troubled financial institutions. So basically, he voted for the bailout. Right. But it doesn't seem like here that he voted for or proposed any bills that would... Make it so we got that money back. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like nah, that, right? No. Nah. Uh, when dealing with the budget, Representative Crowley's advocated tax increases on the highest tax brackets. Okay. Okay, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, tax cuts for the middle class and reduced defense spending. Okay. But the important part is, Austin, um, has any of that happened? Oh, no. So at the same time, I would like to – now, I'm sure there's it's out there. Uh, we don't have enough time to do all that. But yeah. I, I want to see what bills he's actually proposed. Yeah. So, 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 okay. So pretty much, in a nutshell, he's a centrist Democrat. Mm-hmm. Because some issues where he might be a little bit more left yeah. are overweighed by the ones that are leaning toward the right. So let's just call him a centrist Democrat. He's a typical centrist <clears throat> corporate Democrat, yeah. right? Now, here's the question. Before – he was brought up to us in the podcast. Did you know his name? I never heard of his name. Do you know what he did? Never knew what he did. Mm-mm. I'm I'm being completely honest. You knew nothing about him, right? Never heard of him. Third most powerful Democrat in the country. Which, when you told me that before we started this, if it, it threw me through this weird loop. Like I had no idea that he was that powerful. Oh, but I've yeah. never heard his fucking name. Mm-hmm. And that and that just goes to show. It's almost like they know who to show you on TV and who to report on. Yep. Because I've never heard of Crowley. And yep. I guarantee, unless you're a New Yorker from this area, you probably haven't either. Even a lot of them didn't. I bet. Yeah. I bet. He, so he's the chairman of the Democratic Caucus. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's the chairman of the Queens County Democratic Party. Oh, jeez. Yep. That's... Interesting. And he became chair of that Democratic Caucus in 2017. Coincidentally, his uh, seat is up for grabs. Up for re-election, I should say. as it always is. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, next year, like a lot of other wonderful election stories, right? Yep. But hold on. We'll get to that in a second. I just want to finish up a couple more things about him. So um, I went to Open Secrets, curious to see... Where he's gotten his money from. Ooh. Yeah. I love that website, by the way. I know. Fascinating. So, he has raised, in his entire career, $19.3 million. Nearly $20 million. Okay. Oh, my God. And here's a breakdown of what industries that comes from. So, remember what I said before about his um, comments about the economy and the budget? Mm Mm-hmm. Here's where his donors come from. Securities and investment, top donor field, $1.795 million. Wow. From who? Huh? From the securities and investment field. So remember when he said barriers to investment? There you go. Yep. And um, 976000 of those dollars came from super PACs. Really? Yep. The next one on the list, $1.549 million comes from insurance companies. <laughs> of course. So you know what that means, Austin. Where does mm-hmm. he stand on the universal health care? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, 1.3 million of that 1.549 million came from super PACs. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. The next, 1.526 million came from the real estate industry. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which, non-coincidentally, there is a rent affordability problem that is out of control in his district. Really? Yes. So 
the money is coming from some pretty sketchy places. Yeah. That's so, that's really bad. Yeah. Here's the next one. $1.2 million comes from lawyers and law firms. Okay. And um, Don't tell see. me it's the lawyer, the law firm of the... <laughs> I wonder... I, w- oh. I wish we could get specifics. Imagine if we could find oh, out... I bet it was. Oh, maybe not. No, it might even... You think it's possibly the law firm of the... Of the Democrat he took over for? I don't think so. That would be amazing. It, yeah, it could be though. I mean, who knows? And then uh, the last one: six hundred sixty-seven thousand come from commercial banks. Banks, really? So remember when he voted for the TARP bailout? Yep. Banks. There you go. <laughs> he's 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 accepting money from a lot of places where we have problems: uh, insurance companies, yep. banks. So let me tell you his top five donors, uh, please. The, the donors themselves. So there's a Vote Sane pack. <laughs> That's his top. What's it called? Vote Sane. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which oh, would not shock me if that were like a centrist group. Mm-mm. No, I, and yeah. I guarantee you it's it, it probably is. Here's here are the next the next four are fun. Okay. The Blackstone Group is his next one. Okay. City Group. Oh, no. Bank of America. Oh, no. And New York Life Insurance. Holy shit. Yeah. What are those first, though? Those first couple? The Blackstone Group? Yeah, what's Blackstone Group? That's a good question. Hmm. <laughs> Which was previously the name of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That was, that's right. <laughs> in case you decide to keep this in. That was yeah. what we were going to call this segment originally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, the Blackstone Group, yeah, um, they deal with real estate and hedge funds. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So real estate, yep. bank, bank, insurance. You got okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's fucked up, isn't it? So remember the statement I made before that he's a typical corporate dem. Yep. I think that just about solidifies that statement. Now, the thing is, if he were typical, it wouldn't be so bad, right? Because you could run against him, and that's right. But and he is typical in a lot of ways. But what makes this so? atypical and corrupt Mm -hmm. is the part that you were talking about earlier yes the voting rights the voting rights in new york yep now like i said before he is the chairman of the queens county democratic party and that's what makes this whole story once we do eventually come like add everything together it makes the story really intriguing yeah because there's a a layer and that's the layer right there Uh, of this cor- of this possible corruption that no one's going to talk about. Yeah. But go on, go on. So anyway, so the guy appointed, you know, not really voted in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. received $20 million from sketchy places, yep. and is the third most powerful Democrat in the country. Yep. So go ahead, Tom, why don't you build on the rest of that story that we were going to get to before. So if you remember, uh, I know you remember, but if the people who are listening <laughs> remember, remember yeah. we had a special guest on uh, quite a while ago. I believe maybe our third guest of the show was a while mm-hmm. ago, in the teens probably. Yeah. Um, her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, what is so special about Mrs. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez is she is running against Joe Crowley. That's right. Now, if you did, if the name did sound vaguely familiar to you, it's because she did tell us a brief part about the story. Yeah. And Austin, just this past weekend, was up. Uh, I guess you want to call it campaigning. Yeah, for her? canvassing. Yeah, canvassing yeah. for her uh, in. Uh, um, we were in Queens. In Queens, you were yeah. in Queens around. Yeah. All right. Um, so 
that got Austin thinking. Yeah. And when he we started doing the research on this, it got incredible. Yeah. There's these layers to all this. And it just now Alexandria's doing a great job from what it seems. Yeah. But if you didn't think that these progressive candidates had an uphill battle, now you understand what they're going up against. Yeah. She's going well, hold up. Hold on. It gets worse. How does it get this, worse? This part's where I haven't told you yet. Okay. So here we go. So let's start with the very first hurdle is that she's not yet on the ballot. So that is the very first hurdle that we're facing here. I'm sorry? Yeah. She's exactly. not on the ballot? Yeah. So the problem is what they need is, um, I believe it's, what is it? 2,500 signatures. Okay. For a petition. Okay. And the big problem is that the Queens County Democratic Party can check any of those and throw any of them out. Any signature. Really? If it doesn't match with a certain database that the um, Ocasio-Cortez campaign is not allowed to see. Okay. So their plan is to get 10,000 signatures. Okay. So that... You know, enough of them will stick. Yeah, but this is the problem that I have in my head wrapping around this. Yeah. When you have a guy who's in charge of everything, like like Crowley is, mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And the story's not going to get reported. Well, no, it, it gets worse than that. It gets worse. Yeah. So, of those signatures- if you're going to- You're a very bad, like, telemarketer, or a very bad- uh, What are those people, all, like- uh, 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 the guys who sell the, the, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, the TV salesman. Yeah. yeah. The pitchman. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to say, but wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, sorry. Make it more positive. <laughs> no, they're, no. they're like, no, no, it gets worse. <laughs> no, it'll get more positive. I'll, I'll end on okay. an uplifting note. Okay. I just want you to see how far this rabbit hole goes. Okay, go ahead. So, you need those signatures, mm-hmm. but you can't put out petitions too early because if anybody moves out of the, um, the district, right. signature doesn't count. Okay. Now, okay. this is the tough part about that. Do you know when the primary is? I'm going to guess maybe like April. Yeah, we don't know. What do you mean we don't know? Because the date gets to be determined by the Queens County Democratic Party. So they can have it whenever they want. Not whenever, but they can either have it in the summer. But they haven't announced it yet? No. We're months away from that. Huh? We're months away oh, yeah, from the primary. Yeah. The primary season, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, We're yeah. months away from that. Yeah. We only have three months left, two and a half months left of this year. Yeah, but it won't happen until next year. No, I know that, but yeah. the having the date out there. I know. You, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know. They're making it so she can't get a head start. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh, is there more? <laughs> yes. Oh, so they will try to hold it earlier if they think it's a lock for them. Okay. Or they will hold it later if they think they need more time to beat her. This has this has the, the feel of uh the UK election. Yeah. Where Theresa May was yeah. so confident that she was gonna end yeah. up winning, so she held a, an early election. Yeah. But he controls that completely. The the Queens County Democrats wow. control that completely. Wow. And she won't know. And the problem is they, they're worried if they start putting out the petitions too early. Mm-hmm. They can't rely on all those people staying there. Right. Because, the you know, and not only that, they won't tell them when the petition needs to be in by. Mm-hmm. So they have no idea when it has to be done. So is that what you were doing? 
Huh? No, because they're not ready to do that yet. Oh, wow. So what we did is just went door to door to tell them about the campaign, just to get them You to gave know. them information yep. sort of like this? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's what we did. Did you get anybody interested in the story? Like, A couple of people, yeah. People were like, yeah. wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I give it to canvassers because it's hard work. I bet. Because you get out there and a lot of people aren't interested. Yeah. A lot of people aren't home. <laughs> At least you were in a Democratic area, though. Yeah. Which uh, you could almost assume that you're probably going to talk to mostly Democrats. I know. What we found is that the shorthand of um, Bernie Sanders was a good predicator of whether it okay. was going to work out or not. Right. Because um, part of the pitch we say, you know, and she holds most of the same positions as Bernie Sanders. And you can tell right away whether somebody is like, interested. now I'm interested or, or no thanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, and we got thing. a lot of, and I'll be honest, we got a lot of, yeah, now I'm interested. Okay. So, and one guy, this is what was so frustrating. So one guy we talked to, um, we went up, said, you know, we're here on behalf of the campaign, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he's like, oh, it seems like she has a good platform, but I don't vote. What? And I was like, well, just take this anyway, you know. Right. And maybe, and they can't now because registration date's already passed. That's right. So, and he, and then as we're walking away, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, basically Bernie's positions. Yeah. Anybody Bernie says is good, I think is good too. (laughs) Like, except that you don't vote, so it doesn't really matter what you think. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I didn't say that. That's That's what I thought in my head. I know, that's a tough situation. I I have arguments with people like that all the time. You can have the same opinions as I do, but if you don't actually go out and do anything about it. You don't really have an opinion. You don't have an opinion, (laughs) yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So you ran into that too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And that was frustrating. Yeah, I bet. Well, don't forget, the turnout rate. Oh, yeah, I know. That's that's proven right there. So we have the registration date that has already passed, yep. which is way before the primary is going to happen. Way before Austin. That yeah. was in uh, September, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this it's an is uphill so battle. corrupt. Yep. It's so corrupt. It's ridiculous. So um, so the, the se- name of the segment is How Corrupt Is It? Right? So let's do a scale. Okay. One to ten. One being not corrupt at all. Ten yeah. being as corrupt as possible. Now think yeah. about it. How corrupt is it? This has to be like an 11. <laughs> like, it's that bad. Like, yeah, like it's this is bad. the spinal tap corrupt. It, like it, it goes to 11. It does sound <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah. It sounds like a person who's in charge when he probably shouldn't be yeah. and is in charge of a lot of powerful things mm-hmm. in which he can literally keep this position and then for as long as he wants and then give it to whoever he wants. Yeah, because of the New York election. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. So this is what I want to say mm-hmm. uh, as we conclude this segment. We have an 11 on the how how corrupt is it. <laughs> yeah. um, I want everyone to who's listening, I don't care if you're from New York or not. I really don't. I want everyone to go to uh, Twitter, if you have a Twitter, and look up Ocasio18, at Ocasio18. It's O-C-A-S-I-O 2018. So it's 2018, sorry. Yep. Uh, go to her Twitter page. Check out her Twitter page. Check out her website, Ocasio2018.com. Yeah. If you are from New York and you're in District 14, think about it. Yeah. Listen to what we just told you. If yeah. you don't believe us, look and it up yourself. Hopefully you're already registered to vote. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, but and hey, maybe I saw you. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you did, give Austin a shout out. Yeah, yeah. But um, pay attention. And it's not just for this one. This segment will come back. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about more corruption that yeah, I have is a couple names hidden. in mind. 
It's all hidden, and we're going to expose it. And here's the crazy thing. My first couple of names I have in mind are all Democrats. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. that scary? It's, it's just, yeah. No, it's not scary because yeah. Democrats are Republicans with a D. Nah, not the D that matters, though. <laughs> so that concludes our very first How Corrupt Is It segment. Uh, we're going to take a break. It's an 11 with a D. <laughs> when we come back, it's time for something. Ah, whatever. And I'll see Austin's you guys. It's favorite yeah. segment. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. See you guys in a second. So, um, it's about that time. Because we don't have another beer, like I said, we were really cleaning out their fridge. I wasn't joking. I wasn't a joking comment. <laughs> we were really cleaning yeah. out the fridge. Um, and we want to, you know, move on. Yeah. And the only way to move on is to do the next segment. Oh, yeah. Also, what is that next segment? I believe it's... Uh, I'm sorry? It was Twitter time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think anybody can hear you. It's just Twitter time. One more time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Twitter time. I think you mean to say <laughs> Twitter time. Oh, that is so not what I meant to say. <laughs> all right. All right. Right, we have the poll of the week. Now, first of all, I want to say something that I got to get this off my chest. What the fuck? What the fuck? Now, Last we week, go. no, don't fucking say it like that. <laughs> Last week, we had a poll, a serious poll. So important, Tom. About how to fix gun violence in America. And you got me 60 something fucking votes, right? That's not that bad. I'm okay with that. This week, 120 fucking three. And you know what the question was? Well, it was about how to um, fix taxes, right? To make it a more equalized system? No. No? Wait, no. Let, let me guess one more. It was all about how... No. Can aff- oh. How do you know? How do you know what I was going to say? Because you weren't going to say this. It was about what is the best way to have your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> really? 123. Well, at, least, at least you're finally tackling the Ten issues. retweets. It was like a, a, a loose one because last week was a kind of a serious one. This yeah. one was supposed to be a joke. 20-something votes I expected. Yeah. Not 120-something. The choices were black, <laughs> some cream, no sugar, cream and a shit ton of sugar, or coffee is disgusting. Now, there's no, because Twitter still hasn't fixed that fucking problem with only four choices. There's no other, but people still gave me their others. Yeah, because those are terrible choices. Uh, not really. They covered a, f- a pretty wide majority of coffee. What about just like regular levels of sugar and coffee? There's and no cream? way to define what a regular amount is. Okay. A regular amount of sugar and, and cream for you is not going to be for me. <laughs> so, so that it wasn't scientific enough, but shit ton was. <laughs> shit ton? That would be a lot. <laughs> okay, Tom. Uh, and then some cream. Means you know some cream, not that much, and then you should have put Pastor no. Man cream. <laughs> Ew. So Austin, first of all, the important question is, what's the best way to have coffee? Well, as I said on my personal Twitter account with pumpkin. Yes, you did. 
Um, and it's okay to be wrong. I know. The best that's way that's is, why we all tolerate you, Tom. The best, the best <laughs> way is obviously black. Because at that point, you're still drinking coffee. If you drink coffee with cream and sugar, it's not really coffee anymore. No? No. Do you eat plain pasta? Yes. You eat plain pasta? I sure do. Do you ever put marinara sauce on it? Nope. No. <laughs> wow. You are the most boring person yep. I've ever Always met. plain pasta. Uh-huh. Right out of the water, right into my mouth. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. That's the most That's disgusting. Right. I bet you didn't fucking expect that. No, I just didn't expect a human being could have such bad taste. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, no, I've never had pasta with absolutely nothing on it. Oh, so you don't like pasta? I don't. I actually hate pasta. <laughs> Why do you hate pasta so much? Because it's Italian, and I'm Italian, and it's like it's like a hot dog for Americans. Mm. I eat it all. The, I used to eat it all the time. So for me, I have I, I see pasta on like a dinner menu at a yeah. restaurant. I'm like, no. I'll have a sandwich. Something yeah. my mom didn't make. You know? No, none of that. So the winner was <laughs> cream and a shit ton of sugar, which surprised the shit out of me. Did it I, surprise you a shit ton? A uh, shit ton, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was winner with 37%. Yeah. It's not even that large of a win. Yeah. Black was in second with 27%. Third was <laughs> sounds like social commentary. some cream, no sugar with 21 And then last was coffee is disgusting. Mm-hmm. So not that many people thought coffee was disgusting. No, those people are clearly wrong. What? The coffee, people who yeah. say that it's disgusting? Yeah. yeah, you know, if there were more options, I would have put like something about tea because I know a lot of people have to debate between whether uh, tea or coffee. We're not doing the tea coffee thing. No, we're not. No, I know because right. coffee wins. Yeah, tea obviously. is. We are in complete agreement here. Yes. Some of the other choices other than pumpkin was. Um, Regular cream and regular amount of sugar, but there is no way to determine that. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Sorry, next time use words like shit ton. <laughs> yes. That is good. I'm so much more scientific. Thank you. Um, uh, War Trout Gaming said I just go to Tim Hortons and get it double double. So, yeah. Ooh, uh, I didn't know they had Tim Hortons in New York. Rent to Society said coffee is poison. And oh, he's also, one of the wrong people. Also tasted terrible. Uh, somebody said French vanilla creamer. Uh, Honest from uh, Platoris? 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 Those who like to touch the touch of coffee in their... Those who like a touch of coffee in their sugar milk, will any coffee work? Okay. Uh, Au latte with a few melted marshmallows in Bailey's for a treat. Ooh, that sounds good. And then cream? What a question mark. Not sure. So there you go. Maybe... Like, maybe they don't call it cream outside of America. Oh, oh, I didn't interpret it like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, creme? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's it's America. Yes. Not, I'm not focusing on not the America. Cafe de la creme. <laughs> yeah, I'm not focusing on not America here, so get with the program. <laughs> let's move on to some questions. We don't questions. even have our not America segment today. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's move on to some questions. All right. F- we got three from at Wayward Willis, our friend. First one, which video game system is the greatest of all time? This one I think we're going to disagree on. Mm, we we probably will, but it's not going to be a contentious debate. It won't be, because I'm no. not like that. I, I, I really like I, I like any system. Yeah. But wh- what's yours? I'll let you lead off. The best system ever? Ever. And that could be, it says all, all time, so it could be Sega. Yeah. I mean, be the original Sega. The favorite one I ever used was actually the PS3. PS3? Yeah. Uh, for me, Austin, it's PC. I'm a PC oh, PC gamer by heart. Uh, I do play Xbox mostly because a lot of my close friends have uh, yeah, Xbox. Yeah. Other than that, I have no. I don't really have a 
an affinity toward either one. Yeah, I'll yeah. play any system. Yeah. But I chose Xbox because my friends. But PC is where I like to play. Okay. I always play PC games. Fair enough. Um, I only say PS3 because it had some of my favorite games. And, Red Dead uh, Redemption? Yeah. I can't wait for the second one to I come know, out. I know. Like, I might just make a whole podcast on just I that. Know. <laughs> I'm so excited. So my. <laughs> oh, we should play through it on stream or something. I would love to. Yeah, I yeah. would fucking love to. But, that um, game was so much. It's but so, not only that, like, the media stuff was more free with that one. With the PS4, everything. The internet so, was free, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, now it's not, right? Mm, well, the um, online gaming isn't free. Okay. so That used and, to be free, And though. it was with PS3, yeah. yeah. See, that's but there was also, like, you could... Um, you know, put stuff on a hard drive and play it on the PS4, and you could you couldn't or PS3, you couldn't do that till recently on the PS4, and it's just I don't know, it felt more intuitive. I liked it a little more. You see, obviously the graphics on this are the PS4 are better. Xbox at least they make you pay for online gaming and all that, yeah. but they give you uh, two free games a month, and sometimes those games are like new games. Yeah, like really good games. That's cool. Um, they're not just like the shitty games no one plays. Yeah. Some of them are really top-notch games. Assassin's Creed has been a free download and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. pretty. at least they give you something in return. Because all yeah, you I need, get, it's well, $60. Free games, but I don't know if any of them are all that great. You see, that's the big difference. Like Xbox charges $60 a year for it. That's for their gold membership. Yeah. But one of those games is like $60 sometimes. Yeah, I pay. I think I paid 50 this year and they offer every month so two free games a month yeah i mean we get free games every month yeah but I we just... get good games yeah well to be perfectly honest i have no idea what they are because i never check we well, should check they're free i know i, should check. <laughs> I know uh next I question i don't play games that much next question is yeah. not as fun not as fun as all at all all right uh you have to take this is also from wayward willis okay uh you have to take sarah huckabee sanders out to dinner which restaurant do you choose and what do you order which restaurant do I choose? Yeah. I know. What? There's a restaurant. It's a restaurant in New York mm-hmm. where they, um, it's the entire point of the restaurant is that dining is supposed to be an experience only experienced by the taste buds. So there's no light. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yes. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> yes. I would go to that restaurant and I, I would order, um, I don't know, something that's loud enough so I don't have to hear it talk. Something crunchy. Yes. Yeah, something something crunchy. really crunchy. Yeah. Like like the most crunch, toasted crunch. baguette yep, in the world. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> um, and let me tell you about Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I actually have been to this restaurant okay. in Georgia. Uh, we we were we were just like driving through, going to a golf course, I believe, and we saw it. And on the way back, we were like, "We have to go to this place." It was yeah. called the Roadkill Cafe. Ah, uh. I feel like she would be at home at this place because <laughs> their motto was, "You kill it, we grill it." Oh boy, I shit you not. This is mm. a real place. And why do you want to make her feel comfortable? Uh, because then maybe she'll like maybe find somebody else. Yeah, and then I can dart. See, I would take her to the food court at an atheist convention. <laughs> <laughs> That would fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah. Next question. I like the dark restaurant better, though. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. You win that round for sure. Thank you. Uh, at Waver Willis again. You're the most desirable man on the planet. Oh, my God, Ooh. I know. And everybody wants to kiss you. There's where I separate. Which one <laughs> person in the whole world gets to kiss you? One person Ooh. in the whole world. Oof. Ooh, this is tough. Yeah, I have no set answer for this. I don't think I do either, but you got to come up with one. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm just not doing a very good job. 
I don't like the way it's for the way the like who gets to kiss me. I guess because I'm the most desirable man yeah. in the world. <sighs> yeah, it's a little egotistical, even the way it's asked. Yeah, I know. It's like, ooh, because I would never, I would never who think of that privilege. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I haven't followed her in a long time, but I used to have this huge crush on on uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll go with Zoe Deschanel. It's interesting. Or Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> DiCaprio. Really? Well, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Leo. Mm. I was at an affinity for Halle Berry. Okay. And I don't know why. <laughs> she played Catwoman, didn't she? Yeah, I know. Maybe that's that, why? No, that makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it much, much worse. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But you don't know why? Don't know why. Okay. Maybe like early 1990s David Duchovny. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Oh, J- Jillian Anderson. Oh, yes. Like Anderson. early 90s Jillian yep. Anderson for sure. A hundred percent. I can't believe I forgot about Jillian Anderson. I know. Because like I, I grew up watching The X-Files just like you did. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was, it was on during the mid to late 90s when I was growing up. And I was like, wow, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like I like the short red hair. I like the long red hair. Fuck, I like the long blonde that she's got going on now. Yeah, yeah. It's different. Different. Yeah. I'd rather her go short right again, but that's I don't know, I kinda like you know, another one too would be Robin Wright. Which Robin Wright? Huh? Which Robin Wright? Forrest oh. Gump's Robin Wright? No, House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah, Robin yeah. Wright. You like the powerful woman? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You're like a superwoman? Yeah. yeah. And well not superwoman, but a no. superhero and uh, uh well, spoiler alert, I'll give you a second. Soon to be president or already president. <laughs> yeah. Did everybody have their second to turn away? That, Probably not. That was less than a second. That was more than a second. It was less than Robin, two. Robin Wright, yeah. Um, Definitely not Kevin Spacey, though, because I've heard weird stories about him. Really? Yeah. Don't tell me because I love <laughs> Kevin Spacey. I know. Not like that, but I love him yeah. as an actor. He's one of my favorite actors. I, I have got, heard some things, but I trust yeah, it. Way. I have that same problem, too, but. Yeah, no. He's such a good actor. I don't I want anything to be wrong with him because he's like the perfect. He well, sings. Doesn't feel any better. Sean Penn's a lot worse. I don't really care for Sean Penn. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, Milk was a good movie. That's all I really remember him in. <laughs> oh, Milk. Nah. Oh, yeah, maybe James Franco too. I like James Franco. Okay. <laughs> We're discovering a lot. <laughs> yeah. Next question is from an unknown source named Dr. Ninja Monkey, who is in Egypt. So best of you know safety. I hope everything's good because yeah. I know there's parts of that country that are in turmoil still. And yeah. just be safe while you're there. Um, yeah, it looks like he's in that part. <laughs> really? Did you see the pictures he no, sent us? Oh, no. Take a look. I haven't taken a look yet. Um, I'll read the questions first. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at the pictures off air. Um, first question. This week's question coming from... Uh, Hergada, Egypt. <laughs> How will you pronounce Hergada? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like Hergada. Hergum. It's spelled. I'll spell it for Herganistan. you. It's H U R G H A D A. How would you pronounce? Oh, Hergadon. <laughs> There's no N. You can't end Her- it with a Don. Herguana. What? <laughs> Whatever. Herganistan. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Craziest pyramid conspiracy you can come up with. Craziest? Uh, I I don't I don't know that the pyramids are an elaborate scheme to fool 
people into storing their grain there <laughs> and then convincing <laughs> the director of HUD to believe it. <laughs> okay. It's Ben Carson. He thinks yeah, that the pyramids are for holding grain. I know grain. who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of a crazier one. But that's not you didn't come up with that though, because like I, in my opinion, no, my conspiracy is that they were built to convince Ben Carson that they were holding. Grain. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, because the one that like com- comes to my mind is the one that aliens built it, but it's mm. not mine. But like, I still I'm going to use that one still because I think this is the fucking stupidest thing in the world that aliens came down from outer space just to help us build these pyramids. Yeah, I, I've seen it on uh, what's it called. Um, Ancient aliens, or something like that. Yeah, one, and, one of the many thoughtful yeah. educational programs yes, on the History yeah, Channel. Yeah, thank you, History Channel, for that. <laughs> um, but, like, why would anybody believe that is my question I always get. And they do. There's so many people that really believe the aliens fucking built the pyramids. They came all the way from their fucking planet to build a rock pyramid. Yeah. Stupid. Well, Tom, Stupid. they were trying to end the new world. Shut order. up, Alex Jones. <laughs> I think the the conspiracy is that they were they weren't built at all. They're just a hologram, <laughs> or maybe a collective figment of everyone's imagination. Um, I think all right, I'll come up with one. Uh, <laughs> craziest the- conspiracy theory: they were built uh, by aliens as weapons of war for their planets. They're fighting. <laughs> it sounded like you said they built by aliens. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Maybe they were like the first giant satellite dishes. That joke for the has, that joke has been jerked in a circle all day. You find a magic That was the most belabored <laughs> version of that joke. At Dr. Ninja Monkey also asked us, you find a magic lamp, three wishes, no multi wishes, wish wishes, etc. <laughs> Don't tell me how to wish my wishes. Right. <laughs> anyway, very very uh, yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah. Uh three wishes. Austin, what's your first wish? Uh, I guess just to have a lot of money. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Okay. After that, it doesn't really matter, does it? <sighs> no, but you get two more, so <laughs> okay. might as well use them. Uh, that I'd get to see Pink Floyd play again in their original configuration in 1973. That's not their original. Huh? That's not the original. No, I mean the good one. <laughs> You just said original, though. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a shit about the one before that made all the crappy psychedelic music. Okay. We're talking about right. the good stuff in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dark Side. 1973 yeah. was Dark Side, yeah. right? Yeah. So The Dark, Dark Side. Side tour, where you get to hear a little bit of the songs they're getting ready for Wish You Were Here. Right. And Animals, actually. Right. That's, yeah. right. That's right. That would have been an awesome fucking okay. tour. And Third Wish. Third Wish. Um... Oh, wow. What else? What else could I wish? I don't know. If I had those two things, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, you get one more though. One more. You could wish. Oh, I, I wish I could meet John Lennon. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more about experiences rather than. Okay. Any like. So I don't um, need stuff other than money. <laughs> my first one is I would wish Donald Trump was never born. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I'm not wishing him dead. No. Just wish he was never born. Yeah. Because if he wasn't born. And he ain't president. Yeah, it's a shame his mother wasn't pro-choice. <laughs> wow. Wow. But you're right. Um, mm, I know. My second wish, and he kind of stole mine because I, I'm a huge John Lennon fan. Yeah. But I won't take that one. I'll just go with you. <laughs> Are you going to go with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> I wish uh, my second wish is that Bernie Sanders had won the presidency. Okay. That's yep. a good one. Yep. Yeah. And my third is uh, Freddie Mercury never passed away. Okay. Because Queen is probably my all-time favorite band. They it no. goes in between uh, Queen and Floyd a lot oh, of yeah. times, but I always find myself going back to Queen, and I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite band. Good. I'm glad none of us wish for world peace. That'd be boring. I kind of did though. <laughs> I said no Trump, and I said Bernie is president. That's okay. That would not create world. That's peace. closer than it, 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 closer clo- than yours. Closer. Oh, closer yeah. than yours. Well, yeah. <laughs> Look, bitch. I have a wish thing. I'm looking out for me. <laughs> you said bitch. <laughs> No, I you see I, that's not me. I don't give a shit about myself. Mm. I always I that's not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that. No, I no, just I, I never <laughs> ever fucking care about myself. I'm no. like if if I can do something that'll make somebody else's life 20 times better and no. mine a little bit worse, I'll probably do it. <laughs> yeah. It's cuz that's I'm stupid like that. Um next question and I believe that is the final question from dr ninja monkey are flight times the number one reason so many americans don't leave the country hmm no flight times yeah oh no that's not the reason why it's an interesting thought though no it's Um, because they're ignorant and terrified of things that's exactly what it is americans are very inclusive we don't want to be a part of not america that's yeah. why our segment is called Not America Update, <laughs> yeah. because we don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our, our thought is, wow, this is a, we got a big country here. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever explored all of the country? Uh, the good parts. <laughs> but answer my question. <laughs> all of it? No, yeah. of course so not. So why would I go investigate Europe when I got North Dakota? <laughs> oh, because it's so much better. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> People who visited. Wrong. <laughs> That does. That would be something Trump would say. Also, be, I'm a little afraid because Austin and I have beards now, and I feel like they may mistake us as the wrong identity, the mm. wrong uh, type of people, and we have a travel ban that's about to be kicked in. And according to that travel ban, only certain people are allowed to be in this country. Actually, that'd be good. I was going to say, not let me back in America? Yeah. Awesome. Like, why do people want to come to this country anyway? <laughs> yeah. By the way, that travel ban fucking sucks. I just want to yeah, say that. Yeah. All right, we got one more question, and we'll mm-hmm. end Twitter time because we got to get to our very, very anticipated um, interview. <laughs> Lost words. Yeah. <laughs> this one comes from Propaganda, our UK correspondent. Yeah. Uh, question for the week. Talk of using the 25th Amendment to the US Constitution has again arisen in talk of removing tr- uh, president with the small P, Trump. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that I joke. Know. Yeah. How would you word a 28th Amendment to stop a repeat of someone like Trump being elected? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, pick me. Tom. Thou shall not vote if you are from the South. Okay, it's not a commandment. You don't have to write it like that. <laughs> I just, that's the way I want it. Yeah. So so they'll understand it. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry to the Southern states that sometimes go Democrat. If you're from the South, you are not allowed to vote. Okay. That's it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I will be slightly nicer to the Southern states, but kind of not. Okay. Be, you know, indirectly. Yeah. Um. And I'll use your same biblical wording for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shall have to score more than double digits on an IQ test. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So I probably, I was just kind of joking because I believe in voter rights. I mm-hmm. think everybody has a, a fair chance at voting. So I'm yeah. just joking about that. I like yours though. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, damn. I don't, I don't know. I, I would probably, oh, you know what? Well, this won't help that. That'll help local politicians. I was going to say get rid of gerrymandering, 
but that won't affect the national election. No. <laughs> oh, I, easy, easy. E- away with the electoral college. Oh yeah, I mean that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. I mean that's a way to, no, I know, that'll yeah. never happen. I'm sorry, because, but, but you have to word it the correct way, Tom. Thou shall not have the electoral thou shall, college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the way I look at it is. <laughs> The last. I want you to read down all the amendments and find me one where it says "thou." I don't fucking. I'm not gonna read that. Why the fuck would I read that? I don't read regular books. Why would I read that? Because <laughs> it's a lot shorter. I don't fucking care. Um, the last two presidents. Yeah. That have lost uh, the election but won the popular vote are what? Democrats or Republicans? Wait, they lost the election and won the popular. Oh, the Democrats. Yeah. Democrats. Yeah. Both are Democrats. Yeah. So the electoral college is obviously designed. To make it a more fair uh, cycle, because if not, we would have had Clinton, we would have had Gore. Actually, we would that's have had, not what it was designed for. Well, I I know, but I'm no. Saying, I'm going to tell you what it's designed for, and it's going to have the same effect. It was designed to make sure that races have representation. Oh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, but I guess it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but anyway, regardless, it, it, <laughs> and it, it has had that effect. If 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 it wasn't for the electoral college, like I said, we'd had Clinton, Gore, Obama, and probably Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote. So we would have had nothing but Democrats. So it is annoying that there would still be a repeated name, though. I know, I know, because we had we had Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, right. Which sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Obama. It does sound dirty. Yeah. Obama. Instead, we would have had Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Gore. Gore, Obama. Obama. Clinton. Clinton. So uh, that's so what I would do. So the would further apart, I guess. If you don't no, want no, Donald no, really, Trump, yeah. you got to get rid of the Electoral College. Yeah. Or, or fix it somehow. If, you don't, if we can't, if we can't ah, get rid no, of it. get rid of it. One person, one vote. I know. I agree. One person, that's one true vote. democracy, in my yeah. opinion. But if we can't, at least fix it yeah. to a point where if you still maybe make a clause that, all right, they won the electoral votes, yeah. but if you win the popular vote, you win. Yeah. I don't know. It'll or, never happen. Or so. thou shalt not have superdelegates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's yeah, another one, too. Yeah. That's another one, too. And that's a really, like... That's another one, too. Like, really indirect way of not having Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when we come back, after a brief break... We'll have our special guest yes. that we've been talking about all day. Very good. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Okay. All right, and welcome back. Uh, as promised, we have our guest ready. Uh, we want to welcome on this week's guest. Um, he's been a licensed attorney in Pennsylvania since 1980, and he is now running for Pennsylvania Superior Superior Court as a Green Party candidate. Uh, you can find him at JulesForJudge.com. His name is Jules Mermelstein, and we are honored to have him on the show. Jules, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I will tell you this. You are the very first non-politician uh, that we have run. Ish. Uh, ish. <laughs> yeah. uh, coming on to the show. We've had a, a bunch of progressive uh, politicians who are currently running for Congress, but never had a potential judge. So this is pretty exciting for yeah. us. Okay. Um, I'm sorry? Go ahead. I was just going to say, in Pennsylvania, judges for the first election basically have to be politicians because it's a partisan election, one of seven states that elects our judges in a partisan manner. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's actually good that you that you mentioned that because the first question I want to ask you is pretty much, 
what the superior court is. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, very familiar with law. Uh, it's not one of my fortes, I guess you can say. So if you can, can you explain to us what the superior court is, what they handle, um, and then uh, how do you see you your experiences making you a good candidate for this role? Okay, well, first, the best way to explain what the superior court is is to tell you the four levels of courts in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, the lowest level is called the minor judiciary. Mm-hmm. And that's, you probably know it as the district justice court, um, or in Philadelphia, they call it municipal court. Okay. They handle minor matters. And then there's the court of common pleas. So that's where most trials take place. Okay. And the court of common pleas. Now, if a case involves a government agency or the government of Pennsylvania at all, a government, state government agency, then it goes into the system called the Commonwealth Court. Um, and they handle both original jurisdiction, that is the trial, and they also have appeals in the Commonwealth Court. On the other side, if it's a case that doesn't involve a government agency, mm-hmm. such as a normal criminal charge or a lawsuit or a domestic relations matter or orphans court, that after after common pleas, it would be appealed to the Superior Court. <laughs> so that's where I would put it. Okay. And then and then appeals from the Superior Court and the Commonwealth Court can go to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court gets to pick and choose which cases they accept. So basically, Superior Court takes about eight thousand has about eight thousand cases a year because they have to accept any appeal. Wow. The Supreme Court gets between one hundred and two hundred cases oh, a year. Wow. They choose which they want to hear. <laughs> wow. Um, how many Superior Court uh, judges are there? That's a good question. Every time I look, there's a different number. Oh, um, no. I think there's about 18. Okay. Uh, and I I chose that because I've seen 16, 17, 18. chose that because we meet in panels of three. So I'm assuming it's a multiple of three who are on the court. So I like number better than 16, 17, 19, which I've seen in various places. Okay. Um, and you also asked what, what my experiences would do to make me good for this court. Yeah. Yeah. In my law practice, most of my appellate work was been in front of the Superior Court of Pennsylvania. I did take one case that I thought they decided very badly up to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court agreed with me and reversed. Um, Yeah, but the and I was just lucky that they decided to accept the case because my co-counsel in the case said, oh, they're never going to take this case. It was a relatively minor charge that 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 our clients had. Um, but they took it and uh, and reversed it. Wow. Um, okay. And I've never had any cases in front of the Commonwealth Court, although having served five terms as a township commissioner and also having taught public schools, I know a lot of the issues that go to the Commonwealth Court. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't even know you were. Uh, were you a teacher? Yes. I, I practiced law for 25 years and then started teaching full-time high school social studies, mostly government, but some U.S. history. Awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, good company. That's my major. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> and I started in um, Germantown High School in Philadelphia, okay, which is, was a solidly urban school. One hundred percent of the students qualified for free student lunch. Wow! Yeah, and and then I, um, I the only reason I would leave there was if my alma mater, where I went to high school, mm-hmm. offered me a job, and they did. Upper Dublin Township mm-hmm. in Montgomery County, Upper Dublin High School. Okay. So, uh, so I. Left, 
Philadelphia and, and uh, finished my teaching career in Upper Dublin. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I read here that you were a five-term elected Democrat, but this time right. you're running with the Green Party. And I was just curious uh, why the change. Correct. Well, last year I actually switched from Democrat to Green, but philosophically I've been a Green probably my whole life mm. uh, before I heard of the Green Party. Um, I've been in contact with the Green Party even while I was a commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um and we had communications. They kept recru- trying to recruit me to switch and run for an office uh, on them. And I was actually about to switch in 2015. And then Bernie Sanders announced he was running for president as a Democrat. So I stayed as a Democrat to help him through the primary. Oh, cool. And then, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And the primary was last April. So in May, I switched to Green Party. Finally, I changed my registration. Well, I, I think that's an extremely admirable thing to do because yeah. um, there's a lot of the Green Party that it falls more in pro- probably both of our beliefs here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're, we were registered Democrats pretty much so we can vote for Bernie Sanders yeah. in the uh, mm-hmm. primaries. But that, that's an honorable thing to do. And I, don't, I think a lot of politicians politicians and, and anybody might just be afraid to do something like that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, because a lot of people say that third-party candidates aren't viable. Um mm-hmm. But we've heard that your campaign is unique in a few ways, including your voters, your targeting, and your endorsements. Um, yes. Tell us about that if you can. Okay. Well, we analyzed the numbers, and there actually was – right now there's there are nine candidates running for four seats on the Superior Court. Okay. And eight years ago, there was an election in which there were nine candidates running for four seats on the Superior Court. So we were able to analyze the numbers and how it worked out. Okay. Um, and it seems that the person who comes in first running for Superior Court will get, probably get about a million votes. Okay. And the person who comes in fourth will probably get about 763,000 votes. Okay. Hmm. In Pennsylvania, there are over a million registered voters who are not Democrat and not Republican. Okay. And I'm the, I'm the only not non-Democrat, non-Republican on the ballot. Mm. I got you. I understand that. So on the ballot, you'll see four Democrats, four Republicans. And if you're in Montgomery County, you'll see a column that's blank, and then you'll see me huh. <laughs> right next to that. In other counties, I'm not sure how they're doing it. The, the reason there's a blank column in Montgomery County is because that's reserved for the Constitution Party, who, is re- who's, who are running some local offices, nothing statewide. So it just looks blank on the statewide, but they have to leave the whole column because uh, you can also press both straight party, and it just votes that whole column. So they couldn't mix parties in the one column. So, so yeah. Now most of, most of our audience, uh, at least the United States audience, is from Pennsylvania, as you can imagine, because we were up in like the Pocono regions, northeast Pennsylvania. Um, okay. You're just to confirm. You you are going to be on the ballot for every single county. So like everybody throughout, everybody has a cha- everybody that's listening has a chance to go out and vote for you. Is that correct? Yes, throughout the state. I'll okay. be throughout the state. And another another way my campaign varies from other Green Party campaigns, for the uh, first time in its history, the Pennsylvania State Educators Association, the largest union in Pennsylvania, has endorsed a third party candidate for a statewide race. And that was me. Wow. wow. Well, well, congratulations. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a big yeah. endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very big endorsement. Um, and uh, I was really happy to get that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, so um, when reading 
through the stuff on your website. We noticed you ta- talked a lot about how integrity matters to your campaign. Yes. Um, can you explain how that became the focus of your message and right. what that means to you as a judicial candidate? Well, throughout my career, both as a lawyer and as a local elected official, I've I've put a lot of emphasis on integrity and honesty, keeping my word. In fact, my first race for township commissioner, I was going door to door and somebody said, if you get elected, will you lower our taxes? And I said, no, I'll probably raise them. Hmm. Uh, and they looked at me and I said, well, the cost of government keeps going up and we have to pay for it somehow. Right. And he looked at me and said, an honest politician. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, I've always, I've always stressed that. And in Pennsylvania, we've had a problem recently. We've had three Supreme court justices that had to resign in scandal. We've, and, and this is over both parties. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mention eight people to you and it's five of one party and three of the other. And I don't remember which is which, but it's three Supreme court justices had to resign in scandal. Two attorneys general, and I remember one was from each of the two major parties, went to jail. That's Yeah, I remember one, Kathleen Kane. That's the most recent one, if I'm not mistaken. And then, that's correct, and Ernie Preet before her. Right, right. Went to jail. And there have been two judges. If you're in Northeast Pennsylvania near you, you probably know about this, the Kids for Cash scandal. Where yes, they, that, that's, yeah. that was all over oh, for a yeah. long time here. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and they were uh, they were two Democrats. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um wasn't happy because of the time I was a Democrat. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, most recently, Seth Williams, the DA of Philadelphia, was led away in handcuffs um, after admitting to 29 counts of federal corruption. Wow. 29 counts? 29. He went into court. He only pled guilty to one. The plea agreement was he pled guilty to one, but admitted that the facts behind all 29 were correct. So uh, pretty much pled guilty for all of them. That's what no, you say. Except they can only sentence him on one because he only pled guilty to one. I got you. Mm. So that was that's a wise move, I guess. Wow, that's crazy yeah. though. It was after about two weeks into his trial, he decided to take a, that that deal. Wow, that's, that's insanity. Um, but, but this has given this has given the entire justice system in Pennsylvania a bad name. Right. Um, and I think part of the reason. Or the corruption, I think, is that voters tend to just go out and vote whatever party they are for judges without yeah. paying any attention to their background or right. anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think it's incumbent on the judges, especially appellate judges who actually have more time than the trial judges, uh, to go around and speak to community groups, to student groups, just to let them know what the process is in the justice system. Let them see that they're, how decisions are made why it's based on trying to find the facts and applying the law, the appropriate law to the facts. And that's the system that's trying to get justice. Mm-hmm. Also, I think pulling the veil back on what goes on besides us going around and talking about it, I think it'd be a good idea to have cameras in the courtroom, mm-hmm. uh, both, both at all levels, so that people could watch what's going on and see for themselves what's going on. I like that. Yeah, that's a I great like idea. That, that <laughs> yeah. way, you know, yeah, exactly. So there's no, you really can't have speculation, I guess. Yeah. In that word of mouth, you can actually physically see. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm surprised yeah. that that's not already a thing, you know, where, yeah. where, where cameras are so invasive in our lives in a lot of ways, traffic and, and, and I mean, your cameras on your phone and all that, yeah. but yet courtrooms still don't have cameras. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure whether it's just trying to keep us sort of like behind a veil of secrecy or whether it's 
I know when, when I was a commissioner, shortly after I got elected, there was a discussion about whether we wanted to televise our meetings. Okay. And a lot of people were objecting, saying people would play up to the camera rather than conducting business. And we decided to have the televised meetings, and maybe for the first meeting or two, people did that. But then afterwards, you forget it's there. Um, uh-huh. and, and for like 18 years, we were televised right. while I was bored. And and we forgot it was there. In fact, the first meeting that we televised um, at the beginning of the meeting, you know how they go for uh, approval of the minutes. Mm-hmm. I said, hold on, there's a couple things I had found wrong with the minutes, but I'm looking around. I don't see them. I didn't bring them with from home. Uh, let me see if I can recreate it. So they put off voting on the minutes to later while I was trying to work on the copy I had okay. about five or 10 minutes later, a police officer walked into the meeting, came up and handed me my minutes from home that were faxed in by my wife who was watching the meeting and uh-huh. saw that I had left them at home. She knew where I kept my commissioner stuff. And she fact, she called the police station and said what she saw going on in the meeting and asked if they had a fax machine she could fax it to. And they said yes. And she faxed it in. Wow. <laughs> so that was a great use of televised meetings. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is pretty amazing. We also periodically had people show up in the middle of the meeting asking, can they talk about an issue that they, we were discussing 10 minutes ago because they just saw it on their TV and they wanted to come in and talk about it. And we'd say, sure. Wow. So, um, so it, it really opened it up to the community to see what was going on uh, and what went on. I think that helped. Yeah, and that I mean that can only help a community if you think about yeah. it, right? I mean, if, if yeah. you have if you have everybody working together, which seems like such a foreign idea in today's world, especially yeah. literally today's world. But if you have everybody working together, and oh, I just saw something on TV, and uh, you know, I I want to give you my opinion on it, that could really influence things, yeah. right? And and in my opinion, most judges are only political during their first election, and then they. They really use integrity and try to do the work right. I mean, I've had a couple of examples in my career since I've been a lawyer since 1980. And I mean, one example I'll give you only once did this happen. But in open court one time when I was arguing that the Commonwealth hadn't proven the case against my client beyond a reasonable doubt, the judge said, well, the fact that your client's black makes it worse. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, one thing about that is if there were cameras, he might not have said it, and I wouldn't have known it. Right. Said that. But I, I took that case up, and the Superior Court did what they should have done. They reversed with an order that the new trial should be before a different judge. Hmm. Um, wow. I can't believe that but, even happened. <laughs> yes, it was. I, it was shocking because it, it – so real, I, when he said it, I looked over at the prosecutor who had his, his jaw was ajar. <laughs> he was just, he yeah, was yeah, I bet. Yeah, mine is right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um he could probably see the conviction going down the drain at that point um <laughs> but uh yeah so so but usually i go into court fairly confident well and even in that case fairly confident that at some level i'm going to get a semblance of justice for my client and in that level i did we went back down when he reversed go to a different you know another trial before a different judge and we walked in on the day of trial and the prosecutor just dismissed all charges Hmm. Um, against the client because he was obviously not guilty of the charge and I don't know how much time you want me to spend on it but there was it was the thing where he basically called the police gave him this information mm-hmm. because of an accident he was charged with leaving the scene of an accident but he had gotten stuck in snow trying to get around something okay and he came around saw the police leaving 
So he called the police station and said, here, I was in this accident here and you were leaving as I came around to give you the information. And here's my information. Here's where I live. Here's my name. And they came out and arrested him for leaving the scene of an accident. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, and then he was convicted in front of this judge. He represented himself. And when I looked at the transcript, he hadn't done a good job of that. But the Commonwealth still had these facts in front of them. And so they couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he had intentionally left the scene of an accident. Hmm. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah. Well, that that's interesting. (laughs) Like, I. I, I feel like we could almost focus on just that. I, I have questions on that, but I also want to. I, I want to have you able to uh, put out your platform. Now, uh, I'll start before I, I ask the next question that I have here. Um, this is a progressive podcast, as you can probably tell, and we our audience is primarily, if not like mainly, yeah. uh, progressives. So there's a lot of issues that we like to talk about that are not totally mainstream, uh, but. You know, we understand that you're a judicial candidate. Uh, you can't take sides on an issue on, on, until the facts of a case have been briefed uh, and, and all of that. But I am kind of curious what kinds of cases you would be most interested in, in seeing. Um, we are very much interested in your thoughts on the legalization of, of marijuana, um, uh, environmental protections, and LGBTQ rights. Now, Austin and myself are actually members of that. Oh, yeah. So we are very curious as to that <laughs> part because yeah. it seems like all three of those topics are being greatly attacked in today's right. society. In Pennsylvania, as a state, uh, even though our governor is Democratic, it's controlled by the Republicans. And it, it, I'm just curious to see what, what your stances are on all that. Okay. Well, why don't I start with the LGBTQ since you're very interested in that. Okay. Um, and uh, Pennsylvania, as you probably know, has a human relations commission law that prohibits discrimination, housing and employment based on a whole bunch of different factors of historically discriminated groups, such as race, uh, religion, sex, age, um, uh, disabilities, a lot of things like that. And they don't include LGBTQ. Yep. Don't get that protection. Right. So here's, and you were right, I can't express opinions that I have now because the opinions are basically irrelevant. I have to make a decision based on the facts and the law of, of the case in front of me. But here's a, here's a question I would like to see briefed and argued in front of my court. Okay. And that is with Article 1, Section 26 of the Pennsylvania Constitution prohibiting discrimination in Pennsylvania laws. And with the 14th Amendment in the U.S. Constitution saying that states have to provide equal protection of the laws, on what legal right does Pennsylvania say they have the right to pick and choose among historically discriminated groups to say, you get the protection, you don't. You get the protection, you don't. And just putting that together in my mind, I think it's more, should be like Oprah. You get protection and you get protection. (laughs) I like that. Um, so that's that's a, an issue in the LGBTQ community that I uh, often bring up. As far as the environment, um, I don't know if, if you are uh, not if you know this. A lot of Pennsylvanians don't know it, but mm-hmm. we are we may be the only state, but we're one of the few, if if there are any others, that have an environmental rights amendment in our constitution. Hmm. I'm and not I'm not familiar with that. No, me not, neither. Okay. So the way the Constitution is broken down is I'll just tell you about Article 1. Article 1 
are the fundamental rights of Pennsylvanians. And what that means is that the legislature is prohibited from doing anything that violates anything in them. Okay. So Article 1, Section 27. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you because it has three points in it, and there are three different sentences. The people have a right to clean air, pure water, and to the preservation of the natural, scenic, historic, and aesthetic values of the environment. Pennsylvania's public natural resources are the common property of all the people, including generations yet to come. Okay. As trustee of these resources, the Commonwealth shall conserve and maintain them for the benefit of all the people. So what that was is say the people have the right to a clean environment, Mm -hmm. that the people actually own the natural resources. All Pennsylvanians, even those not yet born, own natural resources. And the state is now a trustee. And under the law of trust, it has to preserve the trust. You can't let anything happen to it. Right. So for years, and that was adopted in 1971, and for about... 40 years, more than 40 years, basically courts and state agencies have ignored it. And they just say, ah, it's just, you know, political talk. Right. In 2013, a Supreme Court case came down called Robinson Township versus the Commonwealth, in which they said it was a plurality. It wasn't a majority, but a plurality said of the Supreme state Supreme Court said, this is a right. You have to listen to it. This is what it says. Read the English. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, they actually brought up that it was a trustee. In June of this year, a second case, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, with a different majority than the first one, said that, you ha- and this time it had a majority, was that you have to listen to it. It is a fundamental right of Pennsylvanians. There is a trust set up. Pennsylvania, you cannot violate it. And basically, you know, with them making laws to allow fracking and all those things going on, that could destroy the environment, that's where it was coming down on those laws. So finally, I mean, this is a, a law that hopefully now state agencies, particularly the Department of Environmental Protection, that seems to issue permits to anything that destroys the environment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and the lower courts will now finally take this amendment seriously. Hmm. That's the environment. I forget what the third issue you mentioned. Um, the third one, uh, if you can, I don't know how much you know about it, but it, it's one of those topics because you're starting to see more states adopt it as recreational. It's uh, legalization of cannabis or marijuana. Yes. Okay. So here's another, another question I would like to see briefed and argued in, in front of my court. And that is given that the purpose of government in all of our founding documents is to the government is there to protect our natural rights from being interfered with from any other person or group. Okay, that's the purpose of government. Mm-hmm. Where does the government say they have the right to regulate private behavior by an adult? Um, in, in private behavior by an adult. I mean, on what basis can they say that possession of something? That you're not harming anyone else. Right. You may you may be harming yourself, but that's not their that shouldn't be their concern in the criminal law anyway. Right. There's, there's the health law. If you're a danger to yourself or others and they can prove it, then you can they can force you to get help. But turning somebody into a criminal if they have that problem is totally, seems to me, irresponsible and, and hurts rather than helps the situation. Okay. 
So um, I want to see where they think they have the power to do that to regulate private behavior okay. between consenting. Okay. Yeah. Um, be, before we move on to uh, our last question, which is one question that we uh, always ask everybody who comes on, uh, are there any other uh, topics on your platform that speak uh, speak to you and that you want everyone that's listening to know about you? That's a very broad question. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we've covered it pretty much. Okay. The issue, the yeah, and issues I'd like to say. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else of, of a lot of importance. Do you have Do you have any uh, uh, anything on like healthcare? Because that's big right now with the constant attempts at repealing Obamacare and the mm-hmm. push for um, uh, universal healthcare, which is something that Austin and I both really want. Oh, yeah. um, and along with this, seems like most of the country. But uh, we're, we're just kind of curious uh, if you have anything on that. Again, uh, obviously, you would need the facts and all well, of that. Actually- Actually, that would ne- not come up before my court because that would go to the Commonwealth Court. It would okay. deal with state agency. So I can say unequivocally, I'm in favor of universal health care. All right. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Never come I- before my court. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good to know. <laughs> that's something I can express an opinion on. All right. Cool. All right. And so, yeah, the one question that we have asked uh, every candidate we've had on is how is your campaign being funded? Because it seems to me that. That is probably one of the foundational issues that everybody in the progressive world is interested in. Right. Definitely. I've uh, only taken contributions from individuals. I have no PAC contributions, whether it's from corporations or even from the union that endorsed me. I've taken no money from them either. Wow. 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 That's um, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely grassroots um, taking a, a page out of Bernie's book there. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can safely say this: um, you have gained at least one vote because I, I will get. I will definitely be voting for you. Yeah, uh, everything that you said is everything that I wish every politician, judge, or just con- congressional candidate—I don't care who it is—it's uh, what I want to hear. It's it's everything that I wanted. So you definitely gained at least two votes here. Yep. I just wanted you to know That's that. Great. Thank you, and I appreciate it. And one thing that your listeners should know is they get to vote for four of us. Okay. Seats. So they can vote for me and three of their party if that's what they choose to do. Hmm. Uh, we can't cast all four for you, though, right? They can't. They can't. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in trying. <laughs> if they wanted, they can vote for up to four. So if they wanted to, they could just vote for me and not vote for anybody else. Hmm. But, but they can vote for up to four. Okay. All right. Uh, t- if you can take this time to uh, plug in everything, uh, social media, website, anything that you can think of, plug okay. it so everybody knows right. where they can find you. Well, the website is julesforjudge.com, and that's Jules, J U L E S, the number four, judge, J U D G E dot com. And our, uh, the Facebook and Twitter are Jules for Judge. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Jules, thank you so much. It was an absolute honor to have you on. Um, we wish you the absolute best of luck. I know the election is coming up in, what is it, 20-some-odd? Three, three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Three weeks from today, uh, which is Tuesday, uh, for those who are listening, uh, the, yeah. the, the podcast, the episode will be out on Friday. It's November seventh. For those who don't know what date this is recorded. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. We wish you the best of luck. Um, hopefully, we can have you on later on, and uh, with all the best news possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I will come back, as I said, as a, a judge to talk to groups. Okay. So I, w- I would gladly come back. All right. We look forward to that. We really do. Um, We'll be in touch one way or another. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that about ends it. It does it now. I think so. Sounds like it's time for something. Yeah. Yeah. But. What is it? Our closing <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I know you want me to say closing arguments. Yes. Because I say that a lot. <laughs> yes, but it's our do. closing thoughts. Mm. So, Austin. What are your closing thoughts? Well. Your Honor. Members of the jury. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Seriously, though, uh, it has been an interesting week for me personally, getting out to see politics in action. Yes. Which was a long walk around Queens. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to New York to campaign. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like it. No, but it, it was it was fascinating to see grassroots efforts at work. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully be involved in more of that. That'd be nice. Um, I want to thank Jules for coming on the show. Absolutely. Very awesome interview. That was really fun. Really awesome candidate. Absolutely. And, uh, everybody get out and vote and let's see if we can get one progressive in Superior Court, which would be amazing. And I feel that this is a very good chance, but that doesn't mean to sit back and let it happen. Oh, no, no, We have to, yeah, Yeah, you have to be active. Now listen, Pennsylvanians, I know, I know you're listening because we get the stats. We know where you're coming from. (laughs) And we know where you live. We know. Well, yeah, to an extent. Um, Close enough. And you but don't vote, we're I, I asked a specific question while yeah. we were interviewing Jules because I wanted to know if everybody in the state gets to vote for Superior Court. Because I guarantee you most people don't know what a Superior Court was until that interview. And guess what the answer was? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, you can. So if you are from Erie or Pittsburgh or Philly, the four corners of Pennsylvania, the places in Pennsylvania that no one's ever been to. You can go out and vote for Jules. Yeah. So make sure you do it. Register to vote, number one. Mm-hmm. That's important because you can't vote if you're not registered. No. Um, my question I should have asked, and I kind of regret not asking this, is do you have to be a Green Party candidate or a party member? No, you don't. You do not. Nope. Okay. This isn't a primary. It's not a primary. It's no. an official election. Yeah. Okay. Because I know in Pennsylvania we're a closed primary state. Yeah, but it's not a primary. Okay, fine. Um, so that's even more better news. Yeah. So more better. It's even better news. So please go out and vote. Uh, I'm definitely going to be voting for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. going to get my vote. I'm going to look into the other candidates as well. Cause if there are no other progressives, I'm going to think hard about who I actually vote for other than Jules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and not only that, if anybody can, if they have the means, um, donate to his campaign. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's very Bernie-like. Twenty-seven yeah. bucks. Yes, that's what they ask for. So twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> so 
go out and yeah. and if you can donate uh, to him, donate whatever you can. Obviously, oh yeah, yeah. But they're they're looking to do the exact same thing Bernie did. Yeah. And if you can donate twenty seven dollars, a one time thing of that, yeah, it'll help him so much. Yep. And it's different. It's not a political campaign like a congressman no. can do. It's they can't just go out and ask for money because he's running for a different position. Yeah. So we have to do it for him, and no. we're proud to do it for him. We're not even we're not getting paid for this or anything. We just want to see Pennsylvania for our patrons. get better. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Yeah. Um. So if you can, they're looking for twenty seven dollars. If you can't, literally a dollar will go a long mm-hmm. way. Um, also, especially the weeks leading up to his campaign or to the election day, I'm sorry, um, they're looking for volunteers oh, yeah. to do similar things that you did, go yep. door to door and just tell people, listen, there is another option, but this isn't yeah. like a Gary Johnson or Jill Stein option, like where you get, you're guaranteed they're not going to be able to win. Yeah. This is a very possible win. Oh yeah. And we just have to make sure that we all participate. Yep. Uh, if you liked what you heard, which if you're a fan of this show, you probably do. Yeah, because what well, yeah. he's—I don't—I don't think he said one wrong thing that entire time. And I believe he told us he had an event coming up. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah, there is an event that will be held on October 25th at 6:30 p.m. He said uh, off air that it will run about two hours, so 6:30 to 8:30 p.m. It's going to be at a place called Case Quattro Winery. That is in Peckville, Pennsylvania. The official address is 1542 Main Street, Peckville, Pennsylvania, 18452. If you're in that area, uh, check it out. We're going to try to get there. Yeah, so you might even see us. You might. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see if we can. It's kind of short notice for yeah. me, at least. Uh, if I can get it, uh, get the day off, I'll definitely get going there mm-hmm. with you. But um, And what were the times? One more time, say it again. Uh, it's 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. approximately okay. at the Case Quattro Winery in gotcha. Peckville, Pennsylvania gotcha. uh, on October 25th. Nice. So if you can make it out, please go. Uh, go to his website, uh, Jules4Judge.com. Go to his uh, Twitter page, Jules for Judge, or at Jules for Judge, mm-hmm. and check him out. <clears throat> we had a great time with him. Yeah. So um, I, I can't wait to have him back on. Hopefully, as an official member, that'll be that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Of the Pennsylvania Superior Court, just saying that'll be cool. I rest my case. <laughs> You're just dying to say that, weren't you? <laughs> I was. Uh, I was. As always, you can find our podcast on BlogTalkRadio.com for free download or just for listening. Just go to BlogTalkRadio.com and look for Dumb All Over. You could go to iTunes to download our podcast for free as well. Uh, just look for Dumb All Over. Leave mm-hmm. us a comment if you like the show. If you do not, fuck off. <laughs> um, let's see. Go to Twitter at Dumb All Over Pod. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. Wherever there's a social media, we're probably somewhere inactive or active. Yep. Um, uh, but the big one is Patreon. Yeah. If you want to support our show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash dumb all over and check out all the great rewards that we have. Austin's new podcast, uh, Music is the Prime Mover, will mm. be coming out soon, I imagine. Oh, yeah. It's coming out next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. Uh, an update, an official update for my show will be uh, coming up very soon. It's I'm pretty excited for what's coming up. Um, I, I made my old personal account into the official uh, Affirmative Assessment podcast. Are you going to tell them what's going on with the what the theme idea you had was? Uh, no, I'll leave it for the update. Uh, okay. I'll leave it for the okay, update. So, so check out the update. It'll be on Block Talk Radio probably, 
in a couple in a day or well actually it'll be by the time this is released oh okay it'll so, be up so i've already heard it <laughs> yeah you guys have probably already heard so it. i hope you enjoyed it fun news <laughs> the update's gonna be like five minutes long it's yeah. not gonna be but okay uh, i'll put it on everywhere i can so you guys think news here. pretty much <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to hearing your podcast yeah me too. uh check out pod and history x <laughs> oh that's on thursdays that's, that's on the thursdays. official day now yep thursdays uh go to braintrustbros.com <laughs> there you go please check out uh braintrustbros.com there is a, that's our server site uh for that show for that show yes yeah. um you can check out the other podcasts there too they're pretty good um i think that's it it's all she wrote it's all she wrote yeah until next week this has been dumb all over <laughs> good night and good luck <laughs> godspeed <Yeah. laughs> all right enough of that Person. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878.